L is for the way you look at me O is for the only one I see V is very, very extraordinary E is even more than anyone that you adore can love was made for me and you and welcome to family life today thanks for joining us on the broadcast and i did it yesterday i went ahead and declared this the year of romance in my marriage all right so we're going to kick off a, a year-long romantic adventure should we call marianne right now and see uh, how you did on yeah, day one be <laughs> I don't know. We'll save that for a little later, all right? (laughs) That's right. You know, I ran across something that even though it's the day after Valentine's Day, I I found it fascinating to go back and look at uh, really the historical significance of this day. Uh, Valentine was a pagan priest who lived in the third century. And uh, he was not a Christian, but he really uh, found it uh, very difficult to stomach that these Christians were being persecuted. Hmm. And so he put his foot down, so much so that they threw him into prison. And uh, while he was in prison, he converted to Christianity Hmm. and uh, was asked to renounce his faith. But he didn't. Well, he stayed in prison for a long time. And one historian said that during his last days, Valentine often thought of his family and friends who were not allowed to come visit him. Tradition has it that in order to communicate his love, he would reach out his window bars and pick the violets which grew outside. Mm. He then pierced the heart-shaped leaves with a message like, remember your valentine. Then he sent the message home with some homing pigeons supplied by his family. Toward the end of his life, the message changed to a simple, I love you. Mm. Finally, when he refused to renounce his faith in Christ, Valentine was clubbed to death in his cell February 14th, 268 A.D. Wow. You know, that's interesting that yesterday is a day that we celebrate love, but so much of the world's celebration of this love is not from an agape, God's love for us, which caused us to love him, but instead it's a narcissistic kind of love. Mm -hmm. You know, if anybody ought to have the right kind of love on Valentine's Day, or for that matter throughout the year, it ought to be Christians. Yeah, I would hope that over the last uh, two and a half weeks, Dennis, as you and Barbara have shared on this series and on this subject of romance, that message has uh, come crystal clear, that the foundation for romance in marriage has got to be the solid commitment between a husband and a wife. And if for any reason uh, folks have not been able to be with us over the last two and a half weeks, I would encourage them to get the cassette tapes of these broadcasts and together with their spouse listen to this discussion on romance. It will give them an opportunity uh, to, to interact over what romance ought to be in marriage. I really agree. I think a lot of times in marriage, we really miss each other because we're communicating what communicates love to us, not what communicates love to my wife. And uh, there are a lot of men who would really benefit from hearing Barbara talk straight about what a woman is looking for in romance from her husband. Or from hearing you talk uh, straight to women about how men view romance. If you're interested in getting this cassette series, uh, call us toll-free at 1-800-FL-TODAY, and we'll get you the information you need. Well, I'm excited about today because we're going to give our listeners the privilege of hearing the most creative ideas we've been able to gather from uh, our Family Life Marriage Conference speaker team, 
from our Family Life staff here in Little Rock and from some of our Family Life Marriage Conference messages that have been given over the past year. And what I would encourage you to do right now, if you're driving, pull out a 3 by 5 card or open your day timer, or if you're at home, get yourself a piece of paper and a pencil because you're going to hear at least a half dozen ideas uh, that you ought to be able to use at some point in your marriage over the coming year. And if you're driving, please write these down only at stoplights when you come to an appropriate point. <laughs> That's right. There could be liability back here uh, against family life today. Well, we kick things off with uh, someone from our staff, Lance Kaufman, sharing about the most romantic birthday he ever had. Yesterday was my birthday, and uh, it was a very special time. And just to show you how special I felt, I, I guess the summing up is she was thinking of me throughout the whole time. And what I mean by that is Sunday, she took me to the um, macaroni grill. But see, it was a gift certificate given to her, and it was just a special time that she would take that to spend on me for my birthday lunch. And uh, she said, okay, that's a foretaste of what's to come. Well, anyway, we went to bed that night, and I woke up the next morning, went to the bathroom, and plastered all over the mirror was posters. Happy birthday, Lance. It's happy birthday number 30. Uh -huh. <laughs> then she gave me a card and a present, and then she cooked me breakfast. I was off to work. Around 10.30, the guys called me over, and Denise brought some oatmeal cookies. And they sang me happy birthday and went back to work. But Denise said, Lance, call me before you come home. I said, okay. So I called her before I came home, saying I'm coming home. <laughs> so I come home, and there's a note on the door. It's around 5.15. I don't leave work early. The note said, Lance, ring the doorbell before you come in. So usually I just come in. <laughs> but this time I was gonna ring the doorbell. So I rang the doorbell and um, Denise opens the door and she's in a black tuxedo with tails. And she goes, Mr. Kaufman, happy birthday. Your dinner's ready. This happened on Valentine's Day last year when um, I had asked Jeff to stop at the store and get me some groceries. And I really think that he forgot it was Valentine's Day. And I'd been on the phone with my friend and she got flowers and a little necklace. And, and I thought to myself, I know he forgot and I'm not gonna get anything. <laughs> he came home from the grocery store, sat me down on the table and had his big bag of groceries, made me sit down and he proceeded to take one thing out at a time and it was all these different kinds of fruits and all these different groceries. And I, um, the ones that I remember in my mind was, as he took each item out, he said something sweet to me. And he grabbed the apple out and he said, honey, you're the apple of my eye. And then he set it on the table. And he grabbed um, the diapers out and said, um, I love to get huggies from you. Aww. And set it on the table. He had a pear and he put that on the table and said, we're such a great pear. And, um, he had a, a, um, a little jar of that honey bear and um, said to me, your kisses drip with honey. And then 
um, there was a little carton of milk and it said, I want to milk every moment God's given me with you. And then the last thing I do remember that he pulled out of the bag was a whole bunch of bananas and said he wanted to go peel my clothes off. <laughs> well, I just have to share with you how Dan totally outdid himself for my birthday this last year, and the media department knows all about it. But I've never, ever in all my years of marriage, and we've been married 21 years, ever been kept totally in surprise of a surprise. <laughs> But anyway, it was, it was my birthday, and the morning of my birthday, Heyman Cross was supposed to come in to um, be with Student Venture at Joe T. Robinson. And so the setting was so natural. Dan was home, and, uh, and we were going to take off to go together to the school and spend the morning there and everything. And, and for some reason, that morning, usually we have our celebration at night, but we had this big breakfast in the morning, all decorated and everything. The kids had helped him with it and all. And I thought, oh, well, yeah, tonight we have a meeting, so this is probably their celebration. So anyway, um, I had my birthday celebration and got to the school and all, and Dan just whispered in my ear. It was while Heyman Cross was speaking. He said, I have, I have a, a package that has to get to the airport, he said, and it has to be there by such and such a time, so we need to leave just a little bit early, and then I'll take you out to dinner. <laughs> and I thought, yay. <laughs> because we don't get a whole lot of time, you know, just to spend relaxing over, over dinner. So I was really excited about that. And so we got up, we left early, got to the airport, and there was this package sitting between us on the way out to the airport. And I thought, this is kind of strange, but I know that he has all kinds of strange errands to do, so I didn't really question it. And <laughs> we got to the airport, and I watched him go to try to check it in, and I went to look at some magazines, and he came back and he said, oh, it's going to be another 45 minutes, or a half hour. I can't check it in for another half hour. And so we went and got ice cream, and I thought, this is going to ruin our dinner, I mean, our lunch together. I, you know, should we really be eating this? And he goes, oh, it's fine. He said, you know, you'll still have room for something else. So anyway, it got to be about five minutes before the time, and he walked me over to this airlines, and I just thought he was going to put the box on the counter. And he sat me down and he handed me the box. And I go, what is this? And I didn't have a clue what was going on. And I opened the box and in there was a, was a gift bag just full of my favorite magazines, candy bars, a card from each one of the kids, a card from him. I opened the card from him and there was spending money and then a ticket to California to visit my, my best friend in California. And I totally lost it. <laughs> I cried. I said, I can't leave my agenda for this week. I mean, it was just packed with all, all kinds of really important events and everything. I just said, the girls can't do without me. They can do without you, dear. Honest, leave it with me. So anyway, it took me till St. Louis to gain composure and stop crying. <laughs> the guy that sat next to me thought I was just totally out to lunch. He could not understand. And I couldn't even gain composure to tell him what had happened. So anyway, that is the biggest surprise. And, and it was a wonderful birthday. A few years ago, I had to uh, leave my wonderful wife for about a month on a trip in Europe. And uh, she had, of course, helped me remember the things to pack, and we had a list to check off. And the first night that I was there, I opened my suitcase, and I found a large manila envelope. And in the envelope, 
there was smaller envelopes with each date that I would be gone. And uh, as I went through that trip for a month, every evening I had a different envelope to open with some very sweet little poems or some uh, snicker bar or something else. And uh, she had gone to all the trouble to think about the whole 30 days I'd be gone and to uh, just communicate thanks to keep us close, at least in spirit. Letter B, a wife feels cherished when there is romance in the relationship. Little things, little comments. You and I don't care if our wife says, you sure look nice, but our wives care very much if we would say, sweetheart, that really does you justice. You really look good in hot pink or navy blue or whatever. Things that would never occur to us, but it means a lot to them to hear us express it. You figure it out. Learn to speak woman because her needs are different. One day I remember uh, thinking of my wife. I lived out, we live out on the east side of town and the hospital that I had to make a pastoral call in was in the middle of town and the town center, the shopping center where Linda was working at the time to help keep the boys in college was in between. And I thought, I'm gonna express my love for Lindy. So I stopped at Safeway on the way. I grabbed one of those rosebud things that probably cost me $5 and a card. The card probably cost $5 too. I knew where she parked her car because I'd been in the parking lot, so I grabbed the key, I opened her car door, I put the rosebud on the console between the seats and slipped the card on the seat and shut the door and locked it and went off about my pastoral call and back to work. That evening we had a conversation about that little episode. I said, what did you think when you saw that there? She said, well, I started to put my key in the door and I saw somebody had been in my car. And I knew it couldn't have been you. So I checked behind the seat to make, nobody was lurk, make sure nobody was lurking there, you know. And then she said, I opened the door, I appreciated the rose, I opened the card, and she began to cry over a card that cost me $3. One day, I, I had, Friday was a day off. I finally got a day off, and, and she was working that morning, but a half a day. And so I knew she'd be home around noon, and I figured, well, what would she do if she were here and if our roles were reversed? Try to look through her lenses? Well, she would fix lunch. So I'll fix lunch. Well, I don't do lunch. I, you know, when I go hunting with the guys, it's donut holes and milk. We don't cook, you know. Uh, but I thought, now, what would Linda do? Well, she would, she would not have lunch on the regular kitchen table because that's just the hoi polloi table. She would have lunch in the dining room. That means more to her in the dining room. It's special, see. So I set the dining room table with the china because you don't use the stoneware. You use the china when you're trying to give a message. At least you do when you're a woman. So I'm trying to learn to speak this language. So I set the china out on the table. Now the real challenge, you gotta put food on it. And uh, you know, I don't do much food, but I figure tuna fish, I can handle tuna fish, you know? China, tuna, but it didn't matter, it was an effort. She understands. And so I, I got some tuna and I put it on the half of an English muffin and I set it on the plate and it looked really bad. You know, big China plate, little English muffin, a pile of tuna. But I remember it on Sunday nights after church, she'll sometimes do that and she'll melt some cheese with some pineapple and stuff and that sort of thing, and so I did that. It looked a little bit better, still wasn't too cool, but it was a little bit better. And when she came in, she was overwhelmed. She was absolutely overwhelmed. She was struck by that. The power of a woman to respond is incredible. I would say we had the most powerful session of lovemaking that we, have had in, we had had in years, uh, all because I was trying to learn to speak a language, you know? And I wasn't doing it for the selfish reason of her responding like that. That was a gift she gave to me 
you see, with no strings attached. Those of you who know Wayne know that he's kind of quiet and creative both. And uh, so the things that I want to share fit both of those. Uh, first of all, Wayne designed my wedding rings. And uh, he, we had a friend that was a jeweler and he carved them out of a piece of wax and had the jeweler cast the gold and set the diamond for us and totally surprised me with that. I wasn't expecting it. He didn't get the same thing. <laughs> I'm not quite that creative. Um, and a few years ago, on Valentine's, we had, as many young couples do, struggled with finances and every year kept cutting out one more gift that we gave each other. And so Valentine's was one that we decided we'd have to cut out. And so uh, that year, I wasn't expecting anything but maybe a card. And he bought one of those blank books that's bound. And now every year at Valentine's, he writes me a love letter. So that was really sweet. Very special, something neat for our kids someday. My husband brings me home flowers all the time. Um, he does um, laundry when I don't need it done. He just does it. Um, but one of the things that popped to my mind was he gave me the privilege of having two of his children. And over the years, I've thought a lot about how much he does for me and how much he loves me. Um, but the ro most romantic thing he's ever done was allowed me to be the, the, have the privilege of being his wife and the mother of his children. And there isn't a day that goes by that he doesn't in some way express his love to me, whether it's doing the little things, or whether it's doing the big things, or whether it's bringing home flowers, um, but he does it every day. And for me, that's the most romantic thing my husband can do for me. What a treat. We've been listening together to uh, members of our Family Life Marriage Conference speaker team, folks who are on the staff here at Family Life, uh, all of these folks sharing about romance in their marriage. And I think uh, this is a fitting conclusion to the last two and a half weeks as we've tried to peel back our hearts a little bit and uh, look inside to see how we can reignite the romantic spark in marriage. What we've talked about here is that romance is a need that every marriage has. Men need romance because uh, they're, they need to be needed. They need to be needed sexually by their wives. They need to be uh, attracted to their, to their wives, and they need their wives to be attracted to them. Mm -hmm. Women need romance because uh, they need a relationship with their husband, and they want a relationship with him, and they want to be courted and pursued by their husbands. And I think all too often this is one area of the marriage relationship that we don't pay attention to. And so it's no mistake that the fires begin to go out and the, the coals grow cold and uh, a marriage ought to be a place that has excitement, fun and romance and some intrigue about it. Well, I think there are uh, two things we can recommend to couples, Dennis, as a way to, uh, to breathe some romantic life back into a marriage. Uh, one of them is the collection that we put together called Simply Romantic and that was put together specifically to give couples uh, a plan, give them a tool, give them some Something that they can use in their marriage relationship, uh, some practical help 
for making romance come alive. And and frankly, all of us need that kind of help from time to time. Yeah, and we're a, we're a culture that kind of gets into games. And although this isn't a game, it is a collection in a box. And, you know, we've got it right here in front of us. It's, uh, it's got some cards just for men that help men communicate romance to their wives, fresh ideas for every month of the year. And then it's got some cards for the wife. Uh, again, ideas for each month that she can use to communicate romance to her husband. It's got a little check list that a guy can fill out on his wife. Uh, you know, I went shopping last Christmas, and I was thinking, what size is Barbara? Mm-hmm. Is it a, is it an eight or a six that she wears in this one particular, you know, uh, uh, garment here? And if I'd have had this this little thing right here, Bob, this would have saved me a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. It's got love notes. It's got a booklet that uh, I've written on why romance is important to every marriage. It's got mood music on a cassette tape on one side, and then on the other side, it's got a uh, well, it's got ideas from our Family Life Marriage Conference speaker team where they share the best ideas that they've ever had in their marriages uh, to communicate romance to their their spouses. Yeah, like the ideas that uh, we featured on the broadcast today. We also have a, a questionnaire that a husband and wife can fill out uh, that kind of is an inventory. It's a, a romantic analysis of uh, your mate and gives you an opportunity to understand them better in this critical area. And really, this you mentioned it's not a game, but it kind of feels like a game. It's fun for couples to do this, and it gives them a way to uh, to bring romance alive. I think sometimes 10 years in, 15 years into the marriage, you feel a little awkward uh, trying to make romance come alive in your marriage. Okay, okay, okay. Here's one of the cards. This <laughs> is for February, Romancing Your Wife. Now, I'm hoping... I'm hoping your wife is not listening to the broadcast right this now. This would be things that husbands can do that would... Um, this is something you're going to do for Marianne okay. this month. I want to see which one of these you choose. Okay. Idea number one, tell your wife that being close to her still excites you. Hmm. Hello. <laughs> Idea number two, well, it's too late for this one because it says, on Valentine's Day, buy a pad of Post-it notes and write a brief message to your wife on each page. Hide them in different places where she will find them. Well, you did that before. I've already done that. And one, she's yeah. still finding some she's of those still notes. Finding them that's in, right. in recipe books and other things. That's a great idea. You need to do that one. Idea number three: volunteer to do all the ironing for a week. Oh. Now, how can, how is it I can't picture that right there? <laughs> idea number four: plan a romantic evening, dine at a nice restaurant, and then go to the theater or ballet. Hey, that's a good idea. Uh-huh. Idea number five: have a bubble bath and favorite music. Have a bubble bath and favorite music or a book ready for your wife after she's had an especially hard day and then give her a massage. Hmm. Now, you know, all of those are relationship builders. I think I'll do all of them. Except maybe that ironing thing. (laughs) I'm going to have to pray about that one. (laughs) Well, listen, if you're interested in getting a copy of Simply Romantic, uh, simply call us here at Family Life Today. The phone number is 1-800-FL-TODAY. It's 1-800-F as in family, L as in life, and then the word today. The cost for this collection is $19.95 plus $3 for shipping and handling. In addition to this collection, as I mentioned earlier, we also have audio tapes of this entire series available. If you're interested in that, you can call us. And we also have uh, other resources, a whole collection of books that are uh, helpful tools for couples who want to build a more romantic marriage. So when you call, ask what resources are available to help with uh, maybe specific romantic needs you have in your marriage. You can call us again, toll free, 1-800-FL-TODAY. Or if you'd prefer to write, our address is Family Life Today, Box 8220, Little Rock, Arkansas, and our zip code is 72221. 
Once again, it's Family Life Today, Box 8220, Little Rock, Arkansas, and our zip code is 72221. When you call or write, please remember Family Life Today is a listener-supported broadcast, and we appreciate those of you who stand with us with our financial needs for the ongoing work of this ministry. Well, tomorrow and Friday, Dennis, we're going to continue to talk about romantic feelings, but we're going to talk about what happens when they become misdirected. Lois Raby is going to join us in the studio to talk about the snare that is laying in wait for men and women all across this culture. Don't miss these days with uh, Lois Raby. I hope you can join us for that. Our engineer is Mark Whitlock, our host, Dennis Rainey. I'm Bob Lapine. We'll see you tomorrow for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas, a ministry of Campus Crusade for Christ.